Yes, sir. The weekend is here. Uh, we're all in favor of that, right? Everybody raise your hand in favor of the weekend. Of course you are, and it's a great, great time to be out at Riverwind Casino. All the new 2024 January promotions are out here. The 80K winning resolutions giveaway. The drawing is tonight, every Friday throughout the month of January. Make sure you play with your wild card throughout the month. Show up out here on Friday nights and win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play. They are also giving you a chance to win a trip to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas with the first down in Neon Town promotion. Now through January 18th, the top five patrons who earn the most points on their wild cards are going to win a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. That includes your game tickets, your airfare, your hotel, ground transportation, and $1,000 in cash. That's a heck of a promotion. But what else do you expect from the one and only Riverwind Casino? Nearly 3,000 electronic games, best games, best bars and dining, best service, great hotel, all your favorite table games. They have a Skyloft gaming area now upstairs, Oasis gaming area that is smoke-free, that is big time. And we've got great concerts, of course, at the Showplace Theater kicking off 2024. A week from tonight, Boys to Men at the Showplace Theater. Then Clay Walker, Saturday, January 13th. Comedian Joe Coy, Saturday, January 27th in February. Air Supply and Scotty McCreary. And in March, we have the comedy of Jay Leno and Jim Gaffigan. Tickets available at Riverwind.com or at the Casino box office so i'm happy to be out here at my home away from home riverwind again on a friday parker thune also on the road on this friday parker what's happening well steely i am once again in the bowels of the alamo dome the all-american bull national combine is taking place right now oklahoma commit kamari moore one of many and I mean many participants throughout the day. This event runs till past 6 p.m. tonight. So I will be here a minute, but really good opportunity to see a lot of regional talent all in the same place in advance of tomorrow's All-American Bowl here at the Alamo Dome, featuring two Oklahoma commits, James Nesta and Zion Raggins. There you go. Parker always on the road, always busy, and uh, covering all those uh, All-American matchups, the one in Orlando and now in San Antonio as well. All right, so Oklahoma getting ready to go into the SEC next season with a new quarterback in Jackson Arnold, new offensive coordinators, Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley, and now a brand-new defensive coordinator, in Zach Alley, a Brent Venables protege, Parker Thune, Ted Roof is out. It was a decision that, uh, you know, maybe surprised some people a little bit. There have been a few rumblings, well, maybe Ted Roof will retire or something like that a few months ago. But uh, Ted Roof, again, is out. Zach Alley is in. What do you think about this hire for OU? Well, yes, indeed, Steely. The roof has been replaced. And we will all remember Ted Roof fondly for his silky baritone voice. He probably has a career ahead of him doing voiceovers. He can work on the uh, ESPN Plus documentary crew for OU uh, whenever he's done with his coaching career. But, yeah, Zach Alley, I, I, I think the expectation is that that is announced by the end of the day right now, uh, if I had to put a timetable on it. But, it's I mean, it's, it's out there. It's a pretty open secret. He's going to be the next defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma Young guy, uh, 
kind of unclear what his exact age is. Uh, don't really have a definitive on that. It's something that there has been disagreement about on social media throughout the last couple of days. But Zach Alley, any way you slice it, he's got a resume that really makes him tailor-made to be Brent Venable's right-hand man at the University of Oklahoma because, you know, right, whoever the defensive coordinator is in technicality at OU, they're going to have a lot of input from Brent Venables. And so from that standpoint, what you really want is somebody that is familiar with Venables' operation, that is willing to submit to his leadership, and isn't going to try to override his philosophy or his vision for what defense should look like at the University of Oklahoma and will look like at the University of Oklahoma. So you look at Zach Alley's background. He coached under Venables for seven years as a student assistant and then a graduate assistant at Clemson, coached linebackers at Boise State in 2019 and 2020, then moved to Louisiana Monroe in 2021 as their defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, and then has held the defensive coordinator title the last two years at Jacksonville State. If you look at what that Jacksonville State defense accomplished this year, in their very first year of FBS competition, I think what you come to understand about Zach Alley is that, A, he is very good at his job. Independently from anything else, he is an excellent defensive coordinator, and B, because of the background, because of the similarities, I mean, there's that story making the rounds that was written on Alley a couple months ago, as a matter of fact, where he's referred to as, and I quote, a Brent Venables clone. So especially because of all of those ancillary factors, in addition to the fact that he's just good at his job, young and enthusiastic, and seems to be a guy that connects well with players, really a hand-in-glove fit for Oklahoma. All right, let's hear from Zach Alley. This is some audio that uh, Tyler McComas dug up yesterday. Good job, Tyler. And here's Zach Alley talking about what he learned from Brent Venables. I mean, everything. I mean, he's a, you know, like a father figure to me and a great man and fun to be around. And, you know, I try and imitate him and all the things I do because he's been successful. You, you try and emulate and, you know, work for, towards all the you know, the people that you know and you've seen that do it the right way and have been successful. Obviously, you want to you imitate those guys and not the ones that haven't, you know. And so I draw from that constantly. And he's such a, you know, just a, a great coordinator great mind and then a great mentor and a coach and he loves his players and loves the people he's with and you know, that's something that you you, know, you can't replicate everywhere the success and, and then also the, the way he treats people there you go sounds a lot like brent venables right i mean no doubt about it, it sounds like brent's mini me right there even though he may be taller than brent i'm not sure but uh, he even certainly sounds, sounds like a lot brent. like brent yeah like, i mean it's crazy yeah he does all right, that is our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and they're now in Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard in the Tri-City area. Their full-service clinics have a great reputation as being the best at treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Now, before we move on, I think we need to pay a 20-second musical tribute to uh, Ted Roof and the, uh, and the three-man front. Because, well, they gave us some great music for a couple years. And uh, so let's roll that, Connor Pasby. A little tribute to Ted Roof and the three-man front. Up on the roof. Up on the roof. Up on the roof. Up on the roof. 
maybe a reunion tour is, uh, you know, going to happen down the road. Who knows? But uh, thank you for all the music, Ted Roof, and the three-man front. So, Ted Roof, you know, I haven't been over there covering, actually, you know, the press conference and stuff for a while. I've been out of that for a while. But it seemed like he was a very likable guy. I know the fan base got on him, particularly in year one. But he seemed like uh, a real pro. He, uh, you know, he's... Uh, the interviews he had, I thought, were always pretty good and seemed like a good dude. I mean, I interacted with Ted Roof personally on one occasion. It was at the University of Central Oklahoma about a month ago now, and he was out there with several other Sooner staffers, and he walked up to me and struck up a conversation that we ended up having for 15 or 20 minutes. Very, very cordial human being. Uh, his trust me when you're having a one-on-one conversation with Ted Roof his voice is no less silky Uh, just a guy that when you are around him uh, when you are interacting with him it just feels it feels warm and pleasant like there is nothing awkward about Ted Roof Uh, there is nothing that is ingenuine about Ted Roof. He's a very honest, very straightforward character, obviously has a decorated background as a football player and as a football coach. Now, at the end of the day, I think despite all that, this was viewed as a short-term stopgap by just about everybody at Oklahoma, right? Ted Roof was not going to be the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma in the long term. This was a two, maybe a three-year deal at the most. I mean, There was obviously a ton of conversation, not from anyone credible, but a ton of talk amongst the fans of firing Ted Roof after the 2022 season, just one year, and obviously the Sooners did take a step up on defense in 2023. But there was going to come a time where the Sooners were going to want to get younger, quite frankly. And Ted Roof, in general, when you look at his coaching career, you look at his background, uh, he's kind of a nomadic guy. He has never spent more than six years at any particular school. And outside of that one six-year stint, which I believe was at Duke, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he hasn't spent more than three consecutive years at any one institution. So uh, Ted Roof is your Johnny Cash type of guy. He's been everywhere. And I'll be interested to see where his next stop is. But ultimately, you know, if you read the statement yesterday from Brent Venables, you understand that, well, Ted Roof wanted to keep coaching and didn't want to do so in an off-field role, wanted to do so in an on-field capacity if possible, and that's what he's going to pursue. Oklahoma gets younger and more in line with the Venables discipline with the hiring of Zach Alley, and I think all in all it's best for both parties. All right, and uh, once again, Zach Alley uh, should become official, we think, some time later today we'll see we're out here at riverwind casino on a friday always great to be out here teddy will be out here from three to six today by the way as well okay thank you last year home comfort systems our opening hour sponsor 405-579-3113 tim lasher great sooner big time company lasher home comfort systems heating and air needs you need those taken care of They'll do it for you at a very fair price. Professional crews will come out and get it done for you, 405-579-3113. All right, we have, uh, I've got a, uh, I got a rumor that just came in. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to make of it. Probably not much, but I'll tell you about it when we get back. 
the uh, transfer per the transfer portal is also well. There's news there as well, so we'll jump into that. Brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. 405-831-8222. They'll do a great job for you as well. We'll tell you what's going on with the portal stuff. Mention some other names when we get back. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans. Friday here at Riverwind. We're getting ready for the weekend. And uh, if you haven't seen the newly designed gaming floor out here at Riverwind Casino, it is awesome. As I told you in the first segment, if you were with us, they have an Oasis gaming area now that is smoke-free, Skyloft gaming area, and the uh, just the gigantic gaming floor looks better than ever. It was already the best, and the best has gotten better here at Riverwind Casino. Great dining options. River Buffet tonight on steak night. Uh, tomorrow night is seafood night. Big-time brunch on Sunday. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. I am right over here in front of Chips and Ales. has a great menu, great little quaint place to uh, watch the game as well. And the food court has been newly redesigned as well. So always a great time, always great dining options. They've got a tremendous hotel also attached to the casino here at Riverwind. All right, transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. Two editions yesterday. Uh, one that was met with kind of the uh, Price is Right uh, wow 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 sounder, uh, Florida State kicker Tyler Keltner. But later in the day, Miami of Ohio defensive end Caden Woolard, who uh, had nine and a half sacks last year for Miami O, uh, was met with a more positive response. What about these two pickups, uh, Parker Thune for OU? Yeah, well, look, Tyler Keltner, as we talked about, he's somebody that uh... – is going to come in with the expectation of competing. All right, not something he's not going to be handed the starting kicker job. He didn't kick last year. I, I, he kicked one extra point for Florida State, and that was it. So he was a reserve at FSU. He is somebody that you look at his background. He did kick for four years at East Tennessee State, so he's got that on his resume. But he was only fifty-six of seventy-four. Worst comes to worst and he doesn't play, I think that's fine because, as I said yesterday, what you know about having potentially up to five kickers on the roster at Oklahoma between Schmidt, Reddy Mustafaraj, Liam Evans, Gavin Marshall, and now Keltner is that whoever wins that job in fall camp, whoever opens the season as the Sooner starting kicker, will have actually won the job, not been handed it by default, much the way that things were operating in that realm for Oklahoma towards the back half of the 2023 season when it became clear that Schmidt was really the only guy. He was really the only guy that Oklahoma could turn to to kick field goals. And so that's what Keltner brings, competition. Look, I'll be honest, I think your starting kicker week one in 2024 is Liam Evans. That is my personal opinion. But we'll see. Again, it'll be an open competition. Kicking is a very mental thing. And I think it's ultimately going to come down to who has the most ironclad wits amongst those five kickers. Now, Caden Woolard is an addition that I love, and it's hard not to love when you look at how productive he has been for a very, very good Miami of Ohio program. They won 11 games this year, Steely. So not only did they win 11 games, but Woolard earned first-team All-Mac honors. He had nine and a half sacks. He's six foot five, two hundred and fifty-two pounds. This is somebody that can make an impact defensively for Oklahoma next year. 
adds more depth at that edge position, should be in contention for a starting spot. And if you get four or five sacks out of that guy in 2024, I would say that's a win, all things considered, given everybody else that you can roll out there at that edge position. If you get four or five sacks from Caden Woolard, it's worth the one-year investment in that guy. All right, so for the Sooners now, that is nine portal additions for Oklahoma. We just mentioned uh, Woolard and uh, Keltner, the DN and the kicker. In addition uh, to Purdue uh, wideout Deion Burks, you get Michigan State O-lineman Spencer Brown, Tennessee Martin running back Sam Franklin, San Diego State cornerback Des Malone, uh, Bauer Sharp, the tight end from southeast Louisiana, uh, Fabechi Nawewu, the uh, offensive lineman from North Texas, and Utah cornerback uh, Jocelyn Malaska as well, who we had on the show a couple days ago. All right, some other names. Uh, we mentioned Casey Thompson and Jake Roberts. We'll get to them in a minute. What about Armage Reed Adams, O-lineman Kansas? I think OU will have a very good shot to land Armage Reed Adams. And... I think within the next week or so, we will know for certain where Armaj Reed Adams is headed, but Oklahoma is in the mix there, and I think the Sooners are in a good position to round out their portal hall on the offensive line, which obviously already includes Spencer Brown and Fabechi Nawawu, with Michael Tarquin, the USC transfer, as well as Armaj Reed Adams. Yeah, Tarquin uh, kind of pulling a reverse mule shoe there. Uh, not nearly as bad as Shoe, of course, but I guess his mom, <laughs> did she change like the ABI on, was it X or Facebook or something? But uh, that's interesting. So that's a pretty good sign that that kid's coming to Oklahoma. Michael Tarquin from Southern Cal. All right. Uh, any word on Seth McLaughlin, the Alabama center, who needs to work on centering the football better? Uh, you know, but any any buzz there at all? Any buzz there? No, not really. And he's supposed to be on campus with Ohio State this weekend. If Ohio State wants him, great. What I know is that Oklahoma right now has obviously zeroed in on Michael Tarquin, and if there is a fourth offensive lineman that winds up in the Sooners portal class, I would bet on that being Armas Reed Adams. Okay. Uh, Latest, if anything, on uh – Jake Roberts and Casey Thompson, the tight end from Baylor, obviously, with uh, strong Oklahoma ties, clearly. And, uh, well, same for Casey Thompson. What are you hearing there? Expect both those guys to wind up at Oklahoma. Nothing much has changed in that department. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439, and uh, are you ready to fire it up, Parker? Are you ready to go? I am absolutely ready to fire it up, Steely. Let's, Let's do go it. to the text line. Carson from Edmond wants to know, so are we not taking any defensive tackles? Look, Oklahoma's going to take a portal defensive tackle at some point. Now, that may not happen until after spring ball. I'm just letting you all know because – The number of elite defensive linemen that are currently available in the transfer portal, I mean, the pickings are pretty slim in that regard. And obviously, DJ Hicks did not get in. Chris McClellan wanted a lot more money than Oklahoma felt he was worth. Uh, Demonic Williams, there were some rumors swirling around him down there at TCU, whether he would get in the portal, and Oklahoma may have a pretty solid chance uh, if that were to happen, but it didn't. And so... 
the question becomes, would you rather force it right now in January and try to take a guy via the portal at defensive tackle for the sake of depth, or do you hold back, save that spot, wait to see what happens after spring ball and who might end up in the transfer portal? I'm not saying there's a right answer, but what I am saying is there's a good – I would say there is a decent chance Oklahoma decides to do the latter. There you go. All right, before we get to a text, I promised you uh, I got something text-wise right here on my phone. This gentleman's uh, name will remain anonymous. But this is the kind of stuff, I know you get stuff like this a lot more than I do, Parker, but here's what I got. Steely, I am a real estate agent in Norman. I just drove by Miguel Chavis's home going to an appointment, and there is a U-Haul there. Oh, boy. Maybe he's upset for not getting the D.C. job, question mark. Don't want to speculate or start a rumor. Just passing along some info. Hmm. Was Ted Roof living with the uh, Chavis family? <laughs> I mean, maybe so. Maybe maybe Chavis is just helping him move out. Maybe he just rented. Maybe he's like, you know what? I'll rent the U-Haul for. I mean, Miguel Chavis is obviously a very large, very muscular human being. So if you have to cobble together a moving team, that guy's on the short list, right? So maybe his services have been solicited by Ted Roof as he makes the effort to move his stuff out of Norman. Or maybe he was like uh, older reference lost on younger listeners here, I'm sure, uh, in many ways. But maybe he was like had a garage apartment, you know, uh, over at the Chavis's place, and maybe it is for Ted Roof. It, I don't know. But that's the kind of stuff you get sometimes right there. Uh, so, again, uh, we I, I, I doubt that Miguel Chavis would be leaving. Who knows what a U-Haul could be there for. You know my policy, by the way. I don't help anybody move. Nobody. Nobody. Well, maybe my mom, and but that would be about it. Because you help somebody move once, you're helping people move all the time. And moving is one of the worst human activities of all time. And maybe I'm a terrible person for this stance, but I think it's a great stance because many, many times in your past, particularly if you own a truck, hey, man, got anything to do this weekend? We'll help us move. I'll get you a 12-pack. And as I always said, I can get the 12-pack without the labor. Thank you very much. I would never ask anybody to move me, and I would never help anybody move outside of my mom. All right, we got to get out of here for this segment here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Good to have you with us, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, Connor Pasby running the show for us. Dumbass clip of the week, and it is a dandy, and that's coming up next here on The Ref. Friday, Riverwind Casino, Steelman and Thune. I'm here at the one and only Riverwind Casino Parker in San Antonio. We've got Connor Pasby running the show for us back in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studios today. Getting you ready for the weekend. It's going to be a busy weekend. You've got the uh, Thunder at the net, 6.30 tonight. Then you have the uh, OU women tipping off at noon tomorrow at the LNC against Cincinnati, uh, kind of a rough non-con for Ginny Baranchak and company, but they won in Provo the other night. They're 2-0 in the league. 
And then you have uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma tomorrow, Porter Moser and company, number 11 in the country, hosting an Iowa State team that's 11-2. and There are two losses for Iowa State in the uh, ESPN Invitational in Florida. They lost by nine to Virginia Tech, and they lost by four to Texas A&M. Now, these two, these two teams have two common opponents, Iowa and Green Bay. Iowa State beat Iowa by 35 in Ames and beat Green Bay by 41 in Ames. The Sooners beat Green Bay in Norman by 34, and they beat Iowa on a neutral floor in San Diego in that uh, tournament by 12. So going to be interesting. By the way, general admission ticket, you get one for the women's game. That will also carry over to the men's game. Heck of a deal tomorrow. Get out and support the OU ladies and then uh, Porter and company. Noon for the ladies. 5 o'clock for the Sooners and Iowa State. All right, uh, we're getting back to the text line here in one second. That number again, 405-651-3439. But first, our Friday offering. We don't have an awesome clip this week, but we do have a dumbass clip of the week that is, well, Hall of Fame. I rate Alabama fans after the Michigan loss on the Paul Feinbaum show. They highlight the dumbass clip of the week. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> he looks old, worn out, and he's, it's time for him to go. I really believe that. It's time for Saban to go. And I don't care whether he wins another game. I'm not even interested in football, except for Alabama, but I'm not interested anymore, really. I'm tired of football. I really am. I've had it all my life. Hey, Jimmy, I'm, ha- I'm really tired. As, but as, as our- I've never seen Harbaugh. I've never seen him or anything. I just knew his name, and that's all. When I saw his face and saw him talking at presser mm. Sunday with, uh, with Saban, and then when I saw him last night raving and ranting, and just his looks, that guy's a dumbass, Paul. You know, I had to listen to that BS. Let me tell you something. I, man, I hope a thousand fleas climbed up your a-hole. I, I'll tell you something. I hope your New Year's is miserable every freaking day. I hope you do not have a good day ever the rest of your old, miserable, cantankerous, hate-bama life. Now, you take that and roll it up and stick it up where that sun don't shine way up there. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Now, roll tide and kiss it. Whoa! <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. <clears throat> What a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> there you go. I don't know, Parker Thune, that one, uh, that might take the crown so far of all of them that we've done. And that's where the Sooners are headed, to that environment in the SEC. I don't know if that were, one uh, can be topped. Were those both fine bomb callers? Oh, yeah. Yep, both of them. Oh, boy. Like I said, oh uh, basically, if you've listened to Feinbaum much, and I haven't listened a lot, but when you do, it's basically 75% of the calls are like my uncle calls, except these my uncles are real people. So Wait, so your uncle uh, isn't real? My uncle, as fa- I've never seen him, so I can't say that he's totally real. I, but that, that was a little... Uh, just a little dose of the Fine Bomb Show this week. The Bama fans were not happy. All right, let's get some texts in. 405-651-3439 on the Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
Sean says, if Roof was living with Chavis, it still beats Doc Sadler living in a van in the LNC parking lot. <laughs> if he had only moved down by the Canadian River, he would have lived in a van down by the river. Yes, there you go. Good text. Cherokee Sooner says, goodness gracious, Ethan Downs hater is a saint compared to that. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's Feinbaum. You know, the, the Feinbaum show he produced uh, Harvey Updike Jr., right? Mr. Uh, Let's Poison <laughs> Tumor's Corner, and uh, you know how that turned out. Big time uh, Feinbaum caller. Blue of Green Country says, Steel Man, a few buddies and I were helping a buddy and his wife move about 15 to 20 years ago. While unloading boxes to different rooms, there was one box marked Tools, Master Bedroom. Guess what? The guy that delivered the box wasn't me, but the guy that did deliver the box to the Master Bedroom was curious as to tools required in the Master Bedroom. And, yep, he was correct. They were not automotive tools. Good Lord! (laughs) That's what happens. That's why you shouldn't help people move. I'm for helping people. I am for all about I'm a helper. I Well, not really. I love to help people. I just don't like to help them move because do they move on a weekday? No. Do they move on a weekend? Yes. And that is what I refer to as a WRE. A weekend ruining event. Your weekend is sacred. <laughs> you've worked hard for the money all week long. You've done your job. You put in extra hours. You're tired. You're ready to relax. Go out and eat a nice meal. Go play around to golf. Whatever it is you do, and then Billy Bob calls you and asks you to help him move. Don't feel the need or the guilt to say yes. Everybody needs to say no. You know what you tell Billy Bob? That's what money's for. Go hire movers. Dang. Thank you. Steely is drawing a hard line in the sand here. Uh, Listener in the 405 says, people are crushed today hearing Steely say uncle is not real. Another 918 listener added, Steely, why don't you just tell everyone that Santa Claus isn't real too? Chuck Town Center says, Steely, how dare you? Now my kids are crying after hearing Uncle isn't real. I've never seen him. That's all. At least for twenty years. That's all I'm saying. All right, I, kids, Uncle is very real. My uh, my parents talked to him. uh, You know, ten years ago or so. He keeps a low profile because there are a lot of opposing fan bases that would love you know love to get a piece of my uncle, so to speak. So he keeps a very low profile. He is real and he is spectacular. Yes. Doug and Norman says, how different would the negative Sooner, quote-unquote, fans sound if they had to read their texts on the air? I'm guessing about the same. Could be, yeah. Could be. You know, and uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head because we talked about, man, it's just horrible out there these days. Well, you know, you used to get that stuff on message boards or phone calls. And... So nowadays, you've got a much bigger window into the negativity because of social media. There's just more opportunities 
to hear that stuff. And it's like anybody else. If you're mad and you're angry and you don't have nothing, anything to do during the day, which apparently some of these people don't. Now, we appreciate all our textures. They're great. I'm talking about the social media trolls that apparently have nothing to do all day. Uh, you're going to hear from those people. You're not going to hear from people who are content and happy. They don't care. So I think it becomes there's there's a lot of it out there, but maybe not as much as we really know because those people are going to be doing that all day because they're unhappy or they're trolling for followers or clicks or whatever. And, you know, once X and Facebook and everybody else started saying, you know what, we'll pay you for your content, you know, if you, if it's good enough and you get enough people, that only threw gasoline on the fire, right? There you go. My social commentary. I will be quiet. Jason from Garland, Texas, says, I saw Uncle at Balfour's talking to Rocky Kalmus at the TCU game. All right, there you go. All right, I apologize. I don't want any children not to think uh, Uncle isn't isn't real. He's very real. I'm just saying I haven't really seen him in a long time. That's all. Oh, gosh, this is what I get for not listening to the morning show more often than not. A listener in the 316 says, we need Parker's take on Toby and TJ's takes on his new X picture. I didn't realize those two had takes. Are they already that deep into off-season radio that they're talking about my new Twitter avatar? Wow, I haven't seen it. You got that sounds wrong. Parker's got a brand new X picture out in theaters this weekend. <laughs> Twenty one or over. Oh man, seriously, I I did not expect that that would become a topic of conversation on the morning yeah, show. But yeah. I guess those guys got a lot of time to fill. There you go. All right, we got to take a break right here. We have Brandon Drum coming up at one thirty-five today. Uh, we are going to hear from Baker Mayfield. Uh, the Buccaneers win the division. They're in the playoffs. They beat Carolina this weekend. Baker has sore ribs. He was back at practice yesterday. Says he thinks he'll be good to go. We'll hear what he has to say about that. We'll hear from Porter Moser on the Iowa State matchup. And, again, we have Brandon Drum on the way via the Riverwind Casino hotline at 135 right here on the rep. Keep it here on the home of Sooner fans. Big night here at Riverwind Casino. Every night is big here at Riverwind, but tonight we have the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. The drawing's happening tonight. Get on out of here. Hopefully hear your name called and win a share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. Win a trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas in the first down in Neon Town promotion. Now... Through January 18th, the top five patrons who earn the most points on specific gaming machines on their wild cards are going to win a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. And not just like tickets, you know, this is going to be a big-time deal because that is the way they operate here at Riverwind. Everything's first class. You're going to win game tickets, airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and $1,000 cash. So come on out for the great January promotions. Tonight, the 80K winnings resolutions giveaway. And uh, keep playing on these uh, specific gaming machines. There is signage all around these machines you need to play on to be one of the top five patrons or ask one of the great Riverwind employees here. They'll direct you to those machines. And uh, you could be one of five patrons to win a big-time trip worth uh, right around $25,000 to see Super Bowl 2024 in Vegas. Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439.
that's how we're going to close out our first hour today. To the text line, we go straight away. Cherokee Sooner says, ran into Uncle at Tulsa Day. He told me Texas sucks. Jay in Tulsa says, I was with Uncle last night at one of Tulsa's finest exotic ballet establishments. Unfortunately, we were told to leave when Uncle tipped a dancer a $1 bill and subsequently asked for change. (laughs) I like it. Nice. Back to the text line. Uh, listener in the 918 says, Do you think Jerry, Jerry Jones that is, will ever put the king in the ring of honor? I, you know, my guess would be no. I mean, you get you get a Super Bowl title. That was the, uh, the Super Bowl victory, obviously, over the Steelers. Uh, Larry Brown had a great day. You know, when he had two interceptions, get that big free agent deal with the Raiders. But the uh, the uh, Cowboys took down, uh, it was Neil O'Donnell, I believe, a quarterback, right, for Pittsburgh. But I'd love to see it. My guess would be probably not. But you know what? Any, any ring of honor or Hall of Fame that Barry Switzer can get in, I'm all for it. Elsewhere on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line clint says have you guys discussed ou's hot new act yet zach alley and the disruptors (laughs) i like it good stuff all right uh surely this announcement's going to be made official some point today right but you know surely you wouldn't do it though like at four o'clock on a friday that's the friday news dump area right there when does it officially become the Friday news dump. Is there like a specific time, like after 3 p.m. or something? It's what 5 p.m. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Anything right, that happens so. after 5 p.m. on Friday. Or I should say 4.30. 4.30. If it happens after 4.30, it's a Friday news dump. Okay, so you're going to say it happens before 4.30 today? I mean, not necessarily. It could be a Friday news dump. I mean, again, like, it's already out that, like, people know it's happening. So it's not really news at this point. It's just confirmation of the news. It is the news made official. I don't trust the news media for anything till I see Zach Alley standing up there at the podium answering questions. I don't trust the fake news people, all right? So, Thune, you just drinking Olipop, all right? Until I see him up there, I ain't believing any bit of it. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's do it. Big Rich and OKC says, Uncle not real. Next, you will tell me Sasquatch and Nessie don't exist, you commie. <laughs> First time I've been called a commie in a long time. Really? But, uh, yeah, the uh, you know, that, uh, that was a slip of the tongue. Uncle is very real. I should have said I haven't really seen him in a long time. That's what I meant. A listener, in, oh, no, this is Turnbow and OKC, actually. Turnbow and OKC says, Texas A&M and Missouri are now in talks with Zach Alley. <sighs> Where would you put, uh, I wonder how Sooner fans feel right now. Who is the most hated Oklahoma fan base? I mean, you got to throw Missouri in the mix right now. Texas, Missouri, or USC? 
Now, long term, it's always going to be Texas. Sure, long term. But right now, right now, I wonder, I wonder who would be the uh, the winning fan group: Missouri, SC, or Texas, or just general dislike of the other team and its fan base. Because for me, right now, Missouri is edged in front more than Texas Tech. Because you hate Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech's kind of in the rearview mirror now. You know, you're okay. like, you're, so you're, that's the you're new spinning Texas your tires. You. Yeah, you're spinning your tires out of Lubbock and saying goodbye forever. And it, doesn't it always bother you when somebody's really never done much of anything, yet they talk a big game, and you just kind of look at them like, what have you ever done? Ever. Like, there was some dude uh, who came after you on Twitter last night when you said, can confirm this is happening. And a guy said, well, you don't give a bleep that you can confirm this. And I'm thinking, dude, who are you? You know? That's a Missouri fan. Now, it was a Missouri so. fan. You know what I mean? Uh, he had an OU cartoonish logo, and I'm like, who are you? Those are the people that drive me insane. And that's what a bunch of Missouri fans are like right now, walking around like they've got a championship belt, and they don't. All they've got is a really, really, really big credit card right now. And they did a nice job on the field this year, but I still, I wish Columbia, the game could be kicked off tomorrow. Like I said, I'll run out there. I won't play, but I'll run out there. All right, thanks to Lasher Home Comfort System sponsoring our first hour. We've got another hour to go. Brandon Drum coming up at 135. More of your texts. Keep it here on The Ref. And we have a lot to talk about on this Friday. Here at Riverwind Casino, always a great time out here on a Friday. Man, it is great to have shows back at the Showplace Theater. Uh, We've had, what, about six months' worth of shows so far. Remember, obviously, during the pandemic, uh, shows were canceled. We didn't have the Showplace Theater for a while, and it was very upsetting. We did have the Beats and Bites shows, which is great outdoors, but uh, the Showplace Theater came back with some great shows, Earth, Wind & Fire, Chicago, Foreigner, Counting Crows, Collective Soul. Uh, We had some big-time, really great shows. And uh, they continue into 2024. Next Friday night, a week from tonight, Boys to Men on the Showplace Theater stage. Clay Walker, Saturday, January 13th. So next weekend, you've got two big shows at the Showplace. Comedian Joe Coy and Friends, Saturday, January 27th. In February, Air Supply and Scotty McCreary will have shows. In March, the comedy of Jay Leno. And Jim Gaffigan on the uh, Showplace Theater stage. Two separate shows there. Jay Leno, Friday, March 15th. Jim Gaffigan, Saturday, March 23rd. So uh, more big names on the way. They do a great job of reeling in some great shows to the Showplace Theater. And again, uh, one week from tonight, Boys to Men in concert here at Riverwind Casino. Okay, uh, right before Parker's in San Antonio, I'm here at Riverwind. Connor Pasby. Back there at Mission Control in the Buffalo Wild Wings Studios. And uh, having a great time out here at Riverwind. Before we get back to the text line, 405-651-3439, let's hear from Porter Moser on the matchup with Iowa State tomorrow. Oklahoma 
Number 11 in the country, 12-1, and one, only loss to Carolina in the Jumpman Invitational. Iowa State unranked, but they're 11-2, and two, and they're still a very, very dangerous team. Here's what Porter said uh, this morning on the T-Row in the Morning Show about Iowa State. The way they've been the last couple of years, they're no different. They're number two in the nation defensively. They're number two forcing turnovers. They are going to physically and effort deny, get up, when you drive to the basket, they call, we call it flooding. They're just going to flood the ball with like three guys. They, they, they give up the least amount of baskets at the rim in the half court in the country. But on the offensive end, they're 21. And thus the reason they're ranking so high. Their net ranking is like six or seven. They're, they're ranked in all the, the, the stuff except the AP poll ahead of us because they've beaten teams so bad in their, their offense. Because the rankings, for those that don't know, like the net and the Ken Palm. They, they, the analytics in the, um, go into their ranking, and are their efficiency numbers, I should say. So the, their offense and defensive efficiencies are off the charts. The, the defense is top two, and their offense is 21. And so you're going to see that effort-wise with them. There you go. Iowa State, Oklahoma tomorrow, 5 o'clock at the LNC on ESPN+. Plus. Now, the OU ladies, Jenny Baranchek and company, coming off a very nice win in Provo the other night, and they're 2-0 in the league, struggled a little bit, inconsistent in the non-con, but 2-0 in the conference so far. They will host Cincinnati at noon tomorrow. Now, both these games will be on ESPN+, Plus, but if you get a general admission ticket for the women's game, that will also be good for the men's game. So make it a total Sooner Hoops Day. Get out and support the OU women and uh, Porter Moser and the Sooners uh, as they both get ready again uh, to take on conference opponents. Cincinnati for the ladies and Iowa State for the OU men. All right. Uh, hour number two also presented by Oklahoma Generator. Family owned and operated. Oklahoma's highest rated, longest operating Generac dealer. Most experienced service and sales staff in the state. Best reputation of any dealer in the state, Oklahoma Generator. Check them out online at okgen.com or call 405-321-6631. All right, Parker, we've got a lot of texts rolling in. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, so let's get to them. We've got Brandon Drum coming up at 135 today. A listener in the 918 says, is everyone really buying this Zach Alley guy? I think we all know this is BV's clone. So I can't, I can't, like, I really can't tell what the tone of that text is. You're trying to say you don't buy Zach Alley or that you do because he is BV's clone? I'm or maybe unclear. it's a, uh, an attempt at humor and he's saying, you know, this maybe just is a clone of Brent Venables. I don't know. Uh, you know, we, we, we had talked about when Ted Roof came aboard that, you know, Ted Roof's, uh, that's, really a name only. Brent really is going to be running the uh, the defense uh, through this transition and putting in this defense. How long would it last? You know, as you said, most people thought, well, maybe three years is, is tops. But it clearly, obviously, it's two now. And uh, I, I say this again to everybody. If you say you trust in Brent Venables and the program is going in the right direction, clearly six and seven was not the right direction year one. But they turned it around. They've been recruiting great, three straight, top ten recruiting classes. Uh, you know, can they be better getting more of those defensive? This defensive line class is excellent, obviously. But more defensive tackles, yes. But, Parker, if you believe in Brent, 
you know, then you got to believe that he's getting the right guy here, right? There's no reason not to believe that because, again, Allie is a guy that has extensive experience working under Brent Venables, and that's not the only reason he's qualified for the job, right? It's not as if he's just been Brent Venables' right-hand man, and that's the reason he's Oklahoma's defensive coordinator. No, that is certainly part of it, but when you look at what he has done at Louisiana Monroe and at Jacksonville State as a defensive coordinator and how statistically impressive how analytically impressive Jacksonville State's defense was this past year in 2023 in their very first year of FBS competition, what you come to understand about Zach Alley is that he's kind of the best of both worlds, right? He's a guy that has done it on his own, has had success as a defensive coordinator in the FBS, but also he's somebody that comes from the Brent Venables discipline and was molded as a coach under Venables' tutelage. So, again, all in all, a hand-in-glove fit. Yeah, and uh, what about the, there's some thought out there that, you know, there was some interest from LSU and maybe that made uh, made this decision happen more quickly on Oklahoma's end. Were you hearing that also? Well, I think, look, if you read the statement yesterday, I, I kind of overlooked it, and I think many probably overlooked it, but if Brent Venables, the way Brent Venables phrased it in the statement was that he informed Ted Roof he was going a different direction. And what you can infer from that phrasing is that Brent Venables already had an idea of who he wanted to bring in as defensive coordinator, right? Because if you just want a new defensive coordinator, if you just want to make change for the sake of making change, that's a change that probably would have been made immediately following the regular season or immediately following the bowl game. This is, I, I think what happened is, the Sooners had Zach Alley lined up quietly for a while. They had had conversations. They had had negotiations. And yesterday it reached the point where they were confident moving ahead with Zach Alley as their next defensive coordinator, and all the terms were in place. And at that point, Brent Venables informed Ted Roof that the Sooners were going to be bringing in a new D.C. and that he could step down to an off-field role or look elsewhere. That's kind of my impression of how this all went down. There you go. By the way, uh, Connor, can we pull up the uh, Zion Reagans clip? Because uh, you guys had uh, – he was on uh, during Locked In, right, yesterday? He was. Okay, Zion Reagan, Sooner wide receiver, and uh, sounds pretty competent in Oklahoma's wide receiver group. Here's what he said again on Locked In yesterday about the uh, Sooner wideouts. Guys, I actually don't see it saved. So I can let me ask. Oh, my let me bad. ask Tyler. No, it's all good. And my bad. Old man probably saved it in a different folder. You know those old people. They have no clue. Well, I, at least I don't. All right, but basically he said, "Man, look out, we're coming, and they've got a great room, and they do, man. They they've got a lot of talent. Andrew Anthony again. We talked about it the other day, Parker. I mean, he was." You could say he was Oklahoma's best wide receiver when he was healthy, and we all love Nick Anderson's potential, and Drake Stoops had a great year, fantastic career, but, man, that's just the start. They have, There is a lot of talent in that room. Okay, here we there go. There is a ton of talent. All right, here we go. Oh, uh, we have here's Zion Reagans. Okay. We got it? All right, let's go. All roll. I got to say, really, is that the defense, they're going to have trouble. It's going to be real trouble. They're going to have to do something. <laughs> Boy, we coming. Coming, the 24 class coming. There we go. Confident. 
And uh, they've got some smallish speedsters in this class, right, Parker? And uh, Reagans is one of those. Yeah, in Reagans and K.J. Daniels, you have two guys that have some work to do from a frame standpoint. They're going to need to add weight. They're underdeveloped and they're short. But Zion Reagan said this word for word yesterday on the air, and it bears repeating, you can't beat speed. And those two guys are as fast as any prospect in America at the wide receiver position. And so with the Sooners getting not one but two of those guys in the fold, man, I just I love how well-rounded Emmett Jones' room is because – You've got size in guys like Zion Kearney and Ivan Carrion. You've got speed in Brennan Thompson and K.J. Daniels and Zion Reagans. And then you've got some guys that are a little bit of both, guys that have that do-it-all quality to their play. Jacquez Petaway certainly falls into that category. Nick Anderson certainly falls into that category. And so if you want to look at the underclassmen specifically in that Oklahoma receiver room, and get a glimpse of what the future of the position is going to look like. There is so much to love about the way that Emmett Jones has structured that room because you don't have a bunch of guys that are all cut from the same cloth. You have a bunch of guys that all bring something unique to the table. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be very interesting. Brennan Thompson, man, when he's healthy, if they can keep him healthy, that is a guy who totally changes the dynamic of how the defense can play Oklahoma. So you've got to get him, you know, where he can, uh, you know, stay healthy because he's been a difference maker when he's been in there. And now you have a guy like Jackson Arnold who's not, you know, DG underthrew him a bunch. Uh, We know that Jackson Arnold has a stronger arm than DG. You know, DG had a really good year, but, man, that could be a pretty lethal combination next fall as well. All right, uh, let's get one more in, then we'll break. Again, we got Brandon coming up here in about 20 minutes. How about this text from Douglas Miles, who says, I recall Brent Venables hiring an unknown DN's coach and in an even more surprising move, paying him a higher salary than DeMarco Murray and nearly the same salary as Cale Gundy. That hire, Miguel Chavis, looks like a rising star two years in. Yeah, I I love uh, Miguel Chavis. You could see his enthusiasm from day one. He and Todd Bates together, it's it's a good combination. No doubt, and uh, you're right, yeah. Doug, uh, very fine text, outstanding job. We'll give it five stars. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Get on out here tonight, win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play in the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. Hopefully you'll hear your name called out tonight, and you will be a big winner, even though you're already a, a really solid winner but you could be a big winner by winning your share of this 80k and cash and bonus play tonight here at riverwind coming right back here on the home of sooner fans all right we are back here at riverwind we've got brandon drum coming up ou insider we'll talk uh recruiting portal zach alley uh you know we expect that the announcement will be coming soon that he is the sooners new defensive coordinator he has not been named officially yet but it's basically uh happening ladies and gentlemen and we'll talk to brandon about that on the riverwind casino hotline coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes or so all right by the way baker mayfield and the tampa bay buccaneers take on carolina coming up noon on sunday uh the buccaneers win this game as they'll be expected to uh, do they're a favorite 
in this matchup. Carolina, obviously not very good. But uh, last week, the Saints came to Tampa Bay and pinned a loss on Baker and the Bucks. Uh, Baker said, though, at his presser yesterday, time to forget about the uh, New Orleans loss. He kind of went Bill Belichick here. Forget about the Saints loss and move on to Carolina. I mean, we're, we're moving on to Carolina. Just we have to. This is for the division. Um, and it doesn't change. Win, loss, it's been the one-game-at-a-time mentality. And like we said after the game, we didn't show up and didn't play our best by any means. And so uh, got to come back uh, with everything on the line. We have one opportunity to do it, and that's it. You have to appreciate it. You have to understand that, hey, when we get in this huddle, it could be our last time together. So we'll see. Just make it, make it happen and make it count. Now, what about his health? Baker uh, got uh, bruised ribs at the uh, tail end of the game against the Saints last week. Uh, he was back at practice on Thursday. Here's what Baker said about his status for Sunday against the Panthers. You know, obviously didn't exactly test it out today. Just more mental reps for everybody. But, um, yeah, just going to see. I, like I said, I haven't tested it out. So um, just got to get loose, and I'm sure by the time, closer to game time, adrenaline will be rolling, especially with uh, where we're sitting at right now situationally. Any doubt in your mind that you won't be out there Sunday? I'll do everything I can to be out there, that's for sure. Uh, division on the line, playoff hopes on the line, going back to Carolina, yeah, I'll do everything I can. It's one of those things that you have to just constantly stay warm. Um, you can't let it tighten up. You just got to continually be loose, whether it's hot packs on the sideline, just making sure you get the extra work in, things like that. So every one of them is different, but, um, yeah, especially for quarterback having to rotate to throw, just got to stay loose. There you go, Baker this year, 28 TDs, 10 picks. He's thrown for uh, 3,907 yards uh, in terms of touchdowns and yardage, career highs, really having, uh, in many ways, his best season in the NFL. Now, again, you got to close it out with a win uh, on Sunday and get to the playoffs, but, you know, he's, he's got a chance to throw 30-plus touchdown passes if he uh, is able to go. And it looks like I would bet that he will go against Carolina coming up on Sunday. All right, Parker, 405-651-3439. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hey, Steelman, says a listener in the 580. Who's going to be the next Drake Stoops? Please don't say Gavin Freeman. I don't know. That is a uh, that's a really good question. What are you thinking? Is, is Deion Burks built to be that guy? Deion Burks is a guy that I guess could be, but, like, here's the thing. There isn't a next Drake Stoops on Oklahoma's roster. There is nobody that is cut from the exact cloth that Drake Stoops is cut from. So if that's what you're looking for, I'm sorry, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Now, I will say this. There are going to be a a number of viable options out of the slot next year for Oklahoma. I think Brennan Thompson is a guy that could see more time in the slot. I know you said don't say Gavin Freeman. I'm going to say Gavin Freeman. Gavin Freeman's a guy that could factor into that picture as well in a very real way. And then from there, man, yeah, Deion Burks is somebody that I think you're going to have to you're going to have to find snaps for him in the slot because he's going to be too good to keep off the field. But then again, when you have Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson and Andrell Anthony all on the outside. It's not like you can keep Burks shelved. So that is someone that I would figure does have a role for Oklahoma out of the slot. As to what that looks like in terms of his snap share with Gavin Freeman and Brandon Thompson, I don't know because I also think Burks will see snaps on the outside. But he's going to be a huge asset for this program 
and you look at what he did at Purdue this past year, you understand just how impactful he's going to be in an Oklahoma uniform, helping round out that receiver room under the direction of Emmett Jones. All right, let's get uh, some more texts in for this segment. Uh, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and they're still rolling in. Zane in Tulsa says, I like hires who have had success for scheme over big names who have relied on talent. That, of course, is in reference to the pending hiring of new Oklahoma defensive coordinator, Zach Alley, or rather the man who is expected to be Oklahoma's new defensive coordinator. There is a thought out there in some of these situations, uh, you know, and I'm thinking about Zach Alley, that some people might say, well, that's, you know, Brent's clone, as you mentioned. You also, good staffs, also have, you know, coaches who have opposing ideas. Now, I'm not talking about philosophy, but, um, you know, some of the, the best staffs have that element, too. And, uh, you know, that maybe a devil's advocate might say, well, you know, Brent's going to get everybody who's just his guy. Uh, you know, is it a bunch of yes men or something? I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I think there would be a free flow of ideas still. But that was the only negative thing I heard. And that was from a friend of mine who, uh, you know, was saying, man, you've got to get some different voices in there who don't always agree with Brent. What do you think about that take? I mean, I I don't think Zach Alley comes in to be a yes man. I think he comes in, in an ultimate sense, to eventually be the new Brent Venables, the next Brent Venables, the coordinator era Brent Venables. Yes, obviously in the here and now, Brent Venables is going to have a ton of input on the defensive scheme and the execution therein. But I think if Brent Venables is oriented towards being the head coach at Oklahoma in the long term, which every indication is that he is, and there is no question about that, then at a certain point, with how much is on his plate as a head coach, he's going to be able to have to officially hand the reins of the defense to somebody that he trusts. And who better to hand the reins to, Steely, than a guy who has been described as a Brent Venables clone, right? Yeah, uh, based on all I'm seeing here, and, uh, you know, I I don't 100% buy into every single thing they do, but I do have a lot of belief and faith that uh, Brent is making good moves here. And I think, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere a little bit yesterday, but then you thought, okay, well, you know, we talked at this Ted Roof situation. Doesn't look like it's a long-term deal, and sure enough, it wasn't. And we'll see how Zach Alley works out. But uh, the numbers he produced – as a really young D.C. at uh, Jacksonville State, looked pretty darn good. All right, we got time for a couple more. A listener in the 918 says, Holy crap, Andy Bass will be the next Drake Stoops. That I hadn't considered that. That may be true. I could see Andy Bass being a Drake Stoops type. But, again, he's coming in with the expectation that the Sooners are going to use him split out wide and in the backfield quite a bit. So I, I think he certainly, if you're looking for a player currently on the roster that most closely resembles Drake Stoops, maybe that is Andy Bass. But I also think he has a, a, he has a gear as far as speed is concerned that Drake Stoops just didn't. 
And so for that reason, I do expect Andy Bass to ultimately and eventually be used in ways that the Sooners simply couldn't use Drake Stoop. So 405 listener says, what is taking so long for the new hire to be announced? Well, it's just red tape at this point. I would think hammering out the final deals of the contract, getting it approved, getting the statements and the edits ready for the announcement. But Zach Alley's going to be your next defensive coordinator. It's solely a matter of time. All right, 405-651-3439. We'll have times for uh, some more texts coming up. And if you want to uh, throw a question out there that Parker can relay to uh, Brandon in the next segment, feel free, 405-651-3439. As we age, cataract surgery is often an inevitable step, not just about restoring your eyesight, however. It's really about taking care of your quality of life. So when it's time for a cataract surgery, you have one really big decision. That can affect your vision for the rest of your life, and that choice is between a standard lens, which many times requires you to rely on glasses for reading, or a premium lens. Consider a premium lens like Panoptics, Vividi, or a light-adjustable lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from glasses. So if you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here. You know where here is. Actually, it's the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, Dr. Bellardo and company. They are awesome. All right, break time. Brandon Drum coming up next on the Riverwind Casino Hotline here on The Ref. All right, Friday at Riverwind means that we have the one and only Brandon Drum, OU Insider, on with us. Always look forward to those conversations. And, Brandon, big news yesterday. What a, what a day it was Kind of started out, all right, uh, Portal Edition, uh, Tyler Keltner, the uh, kicker from Florida State, was kind of like, okay, whatever. And then you get uh, the news again that uh, Caden Woolard, the Miami of Ohio defensive end, is uh, is coming to Oklahoma, is committed to Oklahoma. And then you get Zach Alley, Brent Venable's protege, uh, you know, worked with him at Clemson most recently, two good years at uh, Jacksonville State, and he is the new defensive coordinator, Ted Roop. Will not be back. Uh, let's get your thought on what yesterday was all about for OU. Yeah, I mean, first off, I hate it for Ted Roof. I mean, uh, look, he's a super nice guy. I know fans have a love-hate relationship when it comes to him. Uh, but he's been nothing but cordial and nice to Parker and I during his time at OU. So I uh, hate that. But at the same time, like, we've been talking about this on our podcast for three months now that there was just some buzz behind the scenes that, you know, the OE may be looking in a different direction. Zach Alley was always a name that was brought up, but it wasn't like one of those names where you're like, oh, yeah, that's what they're going to do. You know, like that's that's the guy. But shortly after that happened with Ted Roof yesterday, I was on a couple of phone calls with some people around Norman and that's the name that kept being brought up. I mean, at first it was Brandon Hall, Brandon Hall, Brandon Hall, but then the more I talked to people close to, you know, Brandon Hall's camp and stuff like that, it became clear that that really wasn't the direction maybe he was looking for, and at the same time it wasn't the direction maybe Venables was looking for. So as good as the fit as that sounded, uh, the timing may not have, you know, meshed up right. With that, and I think everybody around both those parties is okay with that. 
uh, more than okay with that uh, right now. Um, and so that's where Zach Galley's name started popping up quite a bit. And so, um, uh, you know, it, it, he's he's young. He was in on twenty four sevens last year uh, when Parker and I were working with twenty four seven. He was a part of their or our 24-7, 30 for 30, 30 under 30 uh, rising stars in the coaching world of college football. And so uh, he's a fast riser. The guy is, I think, in his third season, I believe, as a defensive coordinator. Uh, Last year they gave up only 21 uh, points per game at Jacksonville State. Uh, He's a good defensive coordinator. He's never had the talent he's going to have at Oklahoma, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does. And I think the, the, the good part about this whole ordeal outside of him working with Venables for eight years at Clemson, he understands the 30 front. I, and that was one of the main things that sources told me yesterday was it's the best fit because he's already worked with Venables uh, since Venables went to that multiple defense and not only four-man front, but that 30 front defense as well that they like to use. So, he understands the principles that Venables likes to use uh, across the board with that defense. So I think that was big. And the second thing was he's coached in the South for the majority of his career, which means he's got Louisiana contacts, Texas contacts, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, obviously Florida and Georgia working at Jacksonville State, Alabama. I mean, South Carolina, that is critical, critical when you're moving into the SEC You've got to have those contacts. So to have him come up, he's never really recruited at the P5 level and the level that Oklahoma is going to recruit at, but it doesn't matter. He's He's been at those schools. Uh, the coaches trust him. He's a very energetic guy. He's a, he's a very magnetic personality, and I think at the end of the day, that's what's going to win and lose a lot of those. Outside of NIL, that's what's going to win and lose a lot of those recruiting battles. And and to have somebody come in that has similar contacts, probably not as much as Ted Roof because he's done it for so long in the SEC and ACC region, but to have those contacts, it's it's critical moving forward for Oklahoma. So I think it's a win-win all the way around. Brandon, as we shift our attention to the portal here, what do you think Oklahoma does to shore up the defensive line, and when do you think that happens? Well, I mean, look, they return basically every on the deep, everybody on the defensive line except for Bothroyd and Cole, Cole right? Like, uh, you essentially return nine starters. I mean, you could argue that Dejon Terry is a better player than Isaiah Coe. You could argue that, you know, I'm trying to uh, trace Ford or Ethan Downs or whoever are similar talents, if not better talents, than Bothroyd. I mean, there's an argument to be made there, right? So you could say, okay, yeah, they've got nine of 11 starters back, or essentially uh, since they rotate so much, they've got 11 starters back on defense. Um, so uh, the depth, I think, is what you're looking for. They're bringing in the top defensive line class in the 2024 out of everybody in the country. you got David Stone coming in, uh, obviously Nigel Smith. Um, you got Wyatt Gilmore. You've got Danny Okoye. I mean, you've got a horde of – and he, obviously, Jaden Jackson, you've got a horde of really good players, right, that that Oklahoma has. They're young, but they're super talented. Most of them, if not all of them, will be on campus early, and I think that is 
critical as far as the development, getting in there with Smitty, all that. Uh, and they got Caden, Caden Woolard to come in. as a, He had 10 sacks last year, led the MAC in sacks, uh, playing for Miami of Ohio. Um, that's a great addition for Oklahoma, particularly if, you know, you've, you've you just lost Rondell Bothroyd. I mean, uh, now essentially you've, you've, you've kind of, you know, traded out for somebody with similar talent, if not better talent. I mean, I, that could be argued as well. So I think Oklahoma is doing the right things. I think the one thing you need to look at, and we talked about this on our podcast, Parker, is the nose tackle spot. Like, they got Dejon Terry there, right? Like, and he's a good player for Oklahoma, like a really good player. But you need depth. And I, who else do they have that is 320 pounds? Obviously, there was the buzz about Demonic Williams from TCU getting the portal, and then at the very last second, he withdrew his name. He filled the paperwork out, put it in, pulled his name out of the out of the portal before it could even be announced and before it could officially be in. So, and if he was got in, everybody was like, "He's going to Oklahoma. That's where he's headed." So. Um, yeah, that, that's, I think, where they need to go is they need to find that nose tackle spot. They've got six months. Obviously, there's the one thing that can't happen is they can't go get a guy from the SEC now because the winter transfer portal window's over. So now they can only go grab from the Pac-12, or not even the Pac-12 anymore, the Big 12, uh, the Big 10, the ACC, and uh, all these other little uh, you know G5 programs. So... It's going to be a tough haul for Oklahoma to be able to pull that off uh, over the next six months. So we'll see how they do it. I think that's the one spot they need is depth at the nose tackle spot. Maybe Jaden Jackson can come in and do the job. I don't know. But that's the one spot they need. I think they're good at defensive end. I think a defensive tackle with Nigel Smith and David Stone. and um, they, they just bring in – they got talent there. They've got guys coming back that they they, they – feel good about. I think just that nose tackle spot is where they hurt the most. All right, a couple minutes left. Let's address uh, the other side of the line, the O-line. So the Sooners get, uh, they've already got Spencer Brown and the Nuevo kid from North Texas in the portal. It looks like they're going to get Michael Tarquin from USC. Yep. Uh, talk about that and also the chances of landing Armage Reed Adams from Kansas. I think, obviously, you named it. Like, the offensive line, it looks a lot better now than it did <laughs> after the, the Alamo Bowl, right? Like, you got Spencer Brown, you got Fabici Nawawu, so you feel pretty good up there. You feel good about uh, Jake Sexton at the left tackle spot, uh, Spencer Brown at the right tackle spot. If you can bring Tarquin in and to play one of those guards, if you can bring Armaj Reed Adams in to play, uh, now you've just got to solidify that center spot which I think Everett and Bates are going to be just fine there, particularly with all the with the transfer guys that they're bringing in. It looks like they're going to have a lot of experience and understanding of how to how to do things, particularly with Bill Beatenboe teaching those guys up. So um, I think Oklahoma has a really good chance with Armaz Reed Adams. I think he's going to be visiting here really soon. We got a note up on OU Insider when that's going to take place. I believe he's supposed to be at Tennessee before he visits Oklahoma. So we'll see about. You know, it's always kind of iffy with these transfers. When they visit somewhere, you kind of have your fingers crossed that they're going to make it out of there without, you know, committing to that school because they don't like to go through the process the way high school kids do. So um, the good news is that Demon Jones is really close with our Maj Reed Adams. Obviously, his daughter, I believe, went to high school at DeSoto with him. So 
Uh, Oklahoma's got a really good standing there and a really good chance. So we'll see if they can look out and he gets out of Tennessee without, you know, committing or whatever. Uh, it's supposed to, his visit's supposed to happen over the next few days. We've got that on OU Insider when that's supposed to take place and where things stand. Uh, and Oklahoma's also looking at Lance Hurd, looking at Terrence Ferguson. I've seen Lance Hurd from LSU, Terrence Ferguson from Alabama. Those are some names as well that have been popped up and sources have talked to me about over the last few days. So we'll see. You know, Oklahoma's going to continue to take some swings at some offensive linemen over the next few months uh, and solidify it. I don't think it's as bad a shape as it looked after the Alamo. As a matter of fact, I think if you bring in Tarquin and Armas Reed Adams, you're looking at a really good offensive line with some depth at that point. Now they just got to mesh together. I think that's going to be the big point from this point on over the next, you know, eight, nine months. So we'll see how it goes, but I think things move, are moving in the right direction for the offensive line for sure. Good stuff, Brandon. I appreciate it. Yeah, Oklahoma's at nine in the portal right now, nine portal editions. And if you look at guys, it looks like they're going to get Casey Thompson, Jake Roberts, uh, Michael Tarquin, you would think at least 12 and uh, maybe more than that. So we'll have to wait and see. Brandon, appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Yep. Talk to you next week. Brandon Drum, OU Insider, joining us every Friday right here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, break time. Uh, Let's come back, get some some, uh, texts in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Definitely want to do that. Transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. We appreciate them very much. Brent Swift and company do a great job. 405-831-8222. We're coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans. Yes, that's a nice bumper right there. I like it. Early rush as we get ready to rush into the weekend. And the rush is coming up here at 3 o'clock. Teddy will be out here at Riverwind Casino. And uh, again tonight, the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. All wild card holders. These drawings are happening every Friday. And uh, the preliminary drawings at 6 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. tonight. 3 Patrons will win every 30 minutes and receive up to $500 in cash or $1,000 in bonus play. Grand prize drawings just before midnight. Two lucky patrons will win and receive $2,000 in cash plus any unclaimed cash. Happening tonight in the ADK Winnings Resolution Giveaway at Riverwind Casino. All right, I had a request. Somebody was very upset they didn't get to hear the dumbass clip of the week. And because this one is so good... I'll play it again because this is the essence of the SEC right here. Yes, it's stupid it, dumbass. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> he looks old, worn out, and he's, it's time for him to go. I really believe that. It's time for Saban to go. And I don't care whether he wins another game. I'm not even interested in football, except for Alabama, but I'm not interested anymore, really. I'm tired of football. I really am. I've had all my – Life, I'm really tired. I've never seen Harbaugh. I've never seen him or anything. I just knew his name, and that's all. When I saw his face and saw him talking at presser Mm. Sunday with uh, with Saban, and then when I saw him last night raving and ranting, and just his looks, that guy's a dumbass, Paul. You know, I had to listen to that BS. Let me tell you something, man. I hope a thousand fleas climbed up your a hole. I'll tell you something. I hope your New Year's is miserable every freaking day. I hope you do not have a good day ever the rest of your old miserable, cantankerous, 
hate Bama life. Now, you take that and roll it up and stick it up where that sun don't shine way up there. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Now, roll tide and kiss it. Whoa! <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. <clears throat> What a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Was that uh, Roy D. Mercer calling in on the Fine Bomb show there at the end? Real ones, no. I mean, if you're an old like myself, it sounded a little bit like Roy D. Mercer to me calling in as a Bama fan, but I, you know, what do I know? All right, uh, we're here at Riverwind Casino, Parker's in San Antonio. We're going to get locked in coming up here. Uh, just after two o'clock with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas, let's uh, let's get some texts in before we get out of here. Parker Thum, you ready? Jackson in Edmond says, "Parker, Chief Bootlicker, once again, you are drastically overestimating the improvement of the defense. Only cupcakes like UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, Arkansas State, and TU made it look like OU improved from 2022." Next year when they win only two SEC games and the defense gets routed on, on the road, you will still be praising BV. More realistic analysis is needed. Who is that again? That's Jackson and Edmund. Oh, okay. All right. You At know least what? you got I'm absolved from that, Steely. You didn't get I'm... the uh, bootlicker label slapped on you. I, I'm not going to comment because I'm in a very positive mood headed to the weekend. Very positive. I'm not even going to let a Missouri fan bother me. Plus, what Connor if a Missouri a really fan good walked run. into Riverwind Casino, found you, knew who you were, and said, Eli Drinkwitz for president? You know, here's the deal. You know those losers don't ever come identify themselves in person. They're keyboard warriors. They never do that. They don't have the intestinal fortitude to come talk to me here at Riverwind. I can't do it. Uh, Mr. Sports from Noble writes, Steel Band, do you remember Uncle as a kid playing guitar? He has been out to the ranch three or four times picking with us. Parker, you're the best at what you do. Thank you, Mr. Sports. I didn't know Uncle played guitar. He can play. The first time he picked up a, uh, you know, uh, the double neck Gibson, he played Stairway to Heaven. After listening to it for one time, then he threw away that double neck Gibson, said too easy, and quit. So that was my memory anyway. But there you go, Mr. Sports. Good to hear from you. One more. <laughs> well, another series of texts to close things out. Uh <laughs> The text line has opinions on Jackson from Edmond. Uh, the listener in the 580 says, Jackson loves Dorkwitz. Hey, Jackson, you idiot. That defense beat a playoff team, uh, <laughs> which they did. Let us not forget, the two teams that beat the University of Texas in 2023 are Oklahoma and a team that will be playing for the national title next week. So That's true. Yeah, that's true. All right, I think we're out of time, Parker. I think we're out of time. But uh, many more texts will be flying in via the uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line, of course, uh, during Locked In, coming up here with Parker and Tyler McComas here in just a few. Uh, don't forget, get on out here. Take part in the 80K winnings resolutions giveaway. 
Brand new promotion for January. You can also win a trip to the Super Bowl out here at Riverwind Casino. Always be playing with your wild card. And uh, you can have a great time out here. So many great dining opportunities. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the River Buffet, newly renovated, awesome food court, great hotel attached to the casino. Shows at the Showplace Theater, boys to men a week from tonight. It's all happening at Riverwind. Have a great Friday.